0: Welcome back to the Morning Kickoff Show. I'm your host, Matt Witt. And today, since we are approaching the end of the Minnesota Vikings offseason, we are here to talk about the Vikings offseason as a whole, recapping it all, winners and losers of this offseason, as well as taking a look into the future with our guest of the show. Today, we have the host of Purple Pocket Podcast. You can check us out or check him out on uh, Instagram at purple, Purple Pocket Podcast or on YouTube at Purple Pocket Podcast. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate
1: you, man. I know that thing's a tongue twister, man. That yeah, pocket pocket. I <laughs> struggled a purpose. little bit there. <laughs> struggled a little bit
0: there. Um. So we're here to kind of talk about the biggest winners and losers of the offseason. This has been one of the most eventful offseasons in Minnesota Vikings history, if not the most eventful, bringing in entire new coaching staff, new starters, new players around the board. And based off of everything that we have seen over the last three to six months, who would you think would be the biggest winner of this offseason?
1: Um, honestly, I I think the biggest winner right now, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say Kevin O'Connell. Um, I just think he, I think he's the guy, you know what I mean? I think we made the right choice just switching over to an offensive minded head coach. And I just believe that him and Kirk cousins are going to bond this year. So I I really, I don't know how you really feel about Kirk cousins. I've heard you kind of touch on him a couple of times, but you know, I'm, I'm not as high as most people are. I feel like he needs things to be, Almost perfect, not exactly perfect, but he needs them to be pretty clean. And right. he needs an offense built around him. And I think Kevin O'Connell is going to bring that. So I got to say, Kevin O'Connell's the winner. That was the biggest move for me in the offseason for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, if Kevin O'Connell is the biggest
0: winner, uh, what player benefits the most under Kevin O'Connell's offense?
1: I'm gonna say Kurt, man. Yeah, Kirk okay. Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is gonna benefit the most. Um, and I and and it'll and that's gonna be a trickle down effect too, because then cause then Justin Jefferson will obviously benefit as well. Um, Adam Thielen and you know, I I think the receivers are gonna benefit as a whole just for how the offense is gonna run. But um, you know, just looking at the year Kurt had last year, if he can take a step forward, it's gonna be big. It'll be absolutely. big. Absolutely, absolutely Kirk. Not only does he have a head coach now that believes
0: in him this off season, but it has been a massive, eventful off season for him. Signing a huge thirty one point four million dollar year contract that makes him the third highest paid in the league. As well as this, he has a new backup, Nick Mullins, which I feel like he would have a better bond with than he would with Ke- uh, Kellen Mond, uh, who is now with the. Um... With the new Browns, Browns now, that's right. Yeah. Browns now. So, uh, based off of that, on the offense, who on the defense do you think benefits the most under Ed Donatell's defense, and has uh, improved the most from what you've seen this off season?
1: Um, I think I well, as far as improved the most, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure who who I can say about that. But I think who's going to benefit the most is going to be Daniel Hunter. Okay. I think Daniel Hunter is going to definitely. You know, do his thing. You know, standing up. I know they're gonna have him standing up, standing up a lot. Um, so I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. But during an interview, he said that he he loves standing up. Like he just feels like he has an advantage standing up. So, you know, if he's going into the game, he's already a beast, regardless. And if he feels confident and he's like, yo, I feel good standing up and and rushing the passer, then hey, we 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 gotta like the sound of that. You know. So I I Absolutely. think um. And Neil Hunter is going to do his thing this year, man. It's going to be scary as long as he can stay healthy, man. Him and Smith is going to be scary for sure. Scary. Yeah. Lights out every opposing quarterback,
0: including Zedarius Smith, uh, mean, including you. Aaron Rodgers, who Zedarius Smith is going to be in his face all week. Oh, week yeah. one in just, uh, how many days do we have? In just nine days until the Minnesota Vikings take the field at home against Green Bay. We have Z'Darrius Smith on defense. We have Ed Donatel on defense. We have We have a Shannon Sullivan, multiple people who have been with the Packers in the past to get revenge on the Packers. So stoked for that. Uh, I believe it's not just um, Daniel Hunter, though, that has benefited under this, but the edge rushing position as a whole. Looking at uh, obviously Zadarius Smith and Danielle Hunter, the starters, but the guys around him with Patrick Jones seeing a huge leap of him this preseason and training camp. Uh, but also on top of this, I'm curious of what you guys what you think about the other pass rushers outside of that. Looking at uh, I know you've repped, uh, you've uh, hyped up on Janarius Robinson and some other guys. Who do you think looking at the future for the edge rushing position? Uh, who is going to be
1: the next man up? Um, you know, I I like I like DJ Wanam man. I'm a, I'm a DJ Wanam fan. I think DJ Wanam like has improved every year that he's been with us. Um, every time he's had to step in, you know, on and take the role when Daniel Hunter went down, he would step in and do his thing. You know, um, obviously it's hard to match Daniel Hunter. Um, that's just hard to do. I'm really mad about the Armand Watts because that that was my guy, man. I thought Armand Me Watts too. was going to be somebody that was going to take a step, man and we got rid of him and now he's on the bears so now hopefully he don't make us pay and not the only viking to go to the bears too i'm telling you man and i think the other viking you're talking about yeah like he might can he's probably gonna be possibly starting right away honestly and i I can Mm -hmm. see watt starting right away too uh, in chicago so they they pretty much got two starters for nothing you know what i mean it's pretty much for free and hopefully they don't make us pay. But Armand Watts, man, I thought he could have did something. But now nah, I'm gonna say DJ Wanum though. That's who I'm most excited about. Okay. That's who I think is gonna take a step. And then also our rookie, man, Osamoa. I love Osamoa, oh, yeah. man. I hope he oh, gets a yeah. chance. He's more of an he, off ball fiery. guy, but
0: he can definitely play on ball as well. I love yeah, Asamoah. Sure. One of the biggest yeah. winners, in my opinion, on top of that. Uh so this leads me on to my next thing. Uh when you mentioned uh the Vikings releasing Armand Watts, the Vikings releasing Amir Smith Marset and them going to our uh, team arrival we're going to have to play him twice a year. What do you think is the biggest, we'll say the biggest loss the Vikings took this offseason in
1: your opinion? Um the biggest loss um you know I don't I, I don't really know, man. I I know I know for sure like when I think of the players, when I think of the players that we had that 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 we lost I just think of like we didn't really lose anybody to me that really was significant enough to say, dang, we're going to miss this guy because I can't even really recall. I've been so focused on what we've been doing, bringing players to the purple that the players that leave. I say this a lot on my live stream. I tend to just try to forget about them. I don't care about them no more. Like once you're not part of the family no more, it's over with. We're cutting all ties. So you don't care about Teddy Bridgewater anymore? I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, we always as as Viking. We'll give him a pass. Yeah, We'll give Teddy a pass, but I mean, yeah. Like, can you, you, maybe you can remind me, like, who did we, who did we lose? We lost
0: the entire 2021 draft class last year. Quasi came. So this is typically what you see GMs do. GMs come into the organization and completely just grab their own guys, change everything. So this, it's not very often you see players coming off of the rookie uh, year and just Releasing half over half of the guys. The Vikings drafted 11 players in 2021. Only four of them are still on our roster of those 11 guys. Uh, looking at the active roster guys, those four guys mm-hmm. would be Pat Jones, who looked great under Ed Donatello's defense, in my opinion. Uh, on top of this, we would have obviously our first round draft pick, Christian Darisaw, going into year two. Uh, we would have uh, Cam Bynum, who's been an absolute monster into the secondary, coming off of a coming out of Cal, a converted safety. Um, and then the fourth guy would be. Who's the first? Oh, Kane Iwangu, of course. So outside of those yeah. four guys, we've released Kellen Mond, obviously. lost his job to Nick Mullins. Uh, good luck with him with the Browns. Uh, Chaz Surratt, we were just released uh, recently. Lost his job to Troy Dye, Brian Asamoa, Luigi Villain, all those outside and interior guys. Wyatt Davis, which came by kind of a surprise, releasing him. Uh, having Ole Udo earn a roster spot over him, that just shows... Maybe they're seeing things that I don't see because from what I've seen, Oli Udo is not deserving of a roster spot over Wyatt Davis, in my own personal opinion. Uh, on top of this, Janarius Robinson losing his job to the UDFA Luigi Vallane, who had a monstrous yeah. preseason, Amir Smith Marset, Zach Davidson, and Jalen Twyman. So out of those, yeah. what is that? Eight guys, which one do you yeah. think we would miss?
1: I, I think I think um I think out of all of those, man, I'm gonna say ISM, like yeah. Amir Smith Marset. You know, I'm I'm out of that draft class. I'm gonna say Amir Smith Marset. I just think I just think he has the highest upside of that, that whole draft class. To me, like I've seen Wyatt Davis. I know you like Wyatt Davis, right? Yeah. But I watched the last preseason game, man, and there was two plays that I seen Wyatt Davis play, and I'm like, yo, this guy. There's a reason why he's not even getting a look, okay? And and yeah. I trust Kevin O'Connell and them so much that there's such good genuine guys i feel like they just give those vibes out that if he was a little bit good he would at least play with the third team like he's playing with like the fourth and 15 like they're really not even giving him a look and there's a and, and i saw why during the game i mean yeah. this guy cannot block me or you coming through the line i'm telling you he's not good man i'm sorry i just don't think he's. yeah good. okay i'm still stuck on his tape in
0: college that's my yeah thing. I'm, yeah, still hoping, that, I'm, still, I'm still hoping the Ohio State and college is in there somewhere just waiting yeah, for him know, to come right? out. Staying <laughs> yeah. on the offensive line, who do you think from the offensive line should be our biggest winner this offseason?
1: Christian Dariusaw. Okay. Yeah, I think Christian Dariusaw should be the winner. Yeah, he okay. he's um, you know, from what we saw with with the um with the San Francisco joint practice with him and um what's the guy's name again? Dang, what's the what's the um What's the really good tackle they got on San Fran? Y'all know it's Trent name, Williams. Right? Trent Williams. Yeah, Trent Williams. Like if, you know, them two kind of bonding and Trent kind of saying, hey, he reminds me of me. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, that that just shows me that that's a good pick. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Darisol is going to be a cornerstone and on our line for a long time. And I think this year he's going to take that actual step to just being to play the whole season. And, you know, he's had OTAs and all this stuff without having to go through those surgeries and things like that. He's going to be up to speed. I'm ready to watch that. Okay.
0: Okay. That, that surprised that I that you didn't say Ed Ingram there because him uh, yeah, taking I, over. I, I do like Davis it. Him. Yeah. Love Ed Ingram. Absolutely yeah. love Ed Ingram. Okay. So Ingram. Uh, looking at other players on offense, because we talked a little bit about some losers on defense, who, in your opinion, this offseason, who is still on the active roster for the Minnesota Vikings, would be the biggest loser this
1: training camp and preseason? um Garrett yeah, bradbury <laughs> okay. okay i think that was the easy answer though honestly yeah. but yeah i mean if it it's Garrett bradbury is definitely ranked number one i don't care like i'll mm-hmm. pick somebody else because that was the easy answer but Garrett bradbury is one we need to move off of him man i don't have any faith in Garrett bradbury and i think it's dangerous going into the season starting him as a center yeah. i really do i think it's dangerous only because you no know, center is such a big part of communication and then blocking for Kirk cousins. We know Kirk cousins needs to be protected at all costs. And right? if he can't do it, then it's going to get ugly for us. And then all of this, all of these picks and all of this, all of this roster we're putting together, Garrett Bradbury was single-handedly just wasted. You mm-hmm. know, he will waste it, man. And we don't need that. So he's definitely number one. But if I had to pick somebody else on the offense, that would be a loser. Um, I, I would have to say Ken A, man. I thought Ken A really? would do a little better during preseason okay. and stuff. Yeah. I thought we would see a little more, you know, splash runs and stuff during preseason and hear a little more about him because I'm high on Ken A. I, I mm-hmm. look at him as our future. But, you know, hopefully I know he'll future be a future RB1. At kick the turn. Yeah. Like I was really? thinking like okay. maybe two years from now. Yeah. Like maybe two years, two seasons from now, maybe he can step in and be RB1. But now that we got Ty Chandler, it's kind of looking like it's leaning more towards Ty. But, We'll see what happens, man. I'm still high All on though, right. man. I love Kinnado. All right. That's awesome.
0: But the thing about what you said, how um you don't have high hopes for Garrett Bradbury, neither does yeah. the front office. I mean, they denied his fifth-year option. They brought in uh Schlotman to be his backup. They also have Chris Reed pl- taking snaps from center. Um, I was wondering if there's anybody else you believe that we could acquire if midway by the trade deadline, if Bradbury does yeah. uh, start his season out the same way we have seen in the past.
1: Yeah. So I did a, so it's funny. So I did a video last night. Right. And then I was Mm -hmm. thinking, I was like, you know what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a video called what if, right. Okay. And I did a video and I said, man, Rodney Hudson from the Arizona Cardinals. And And I know this is like their bet, one of their best linemen they have, but I'm like, yeah, it makes sense though. Like they, they had a sticky situation in, in, in the off season. Like they weren't communicating and contacting each other. So I'm like, okay, so they already walking on thin ice with him, like something's already happening there. So there's already some negative energy in the air down there. And I'm like, listen, and he and Alexander Madison would fit perfect. You know, Alexander Madison would fit perfect okay. down in Arizona. So I'm like, listen, let's send Alexander Madison. Give us Rodney Hudson, whatever kind of picks they want to throw in there and add in there. That's fine. But just just make it happen. Make it happen. We need Rodney Hudson. Y'all can have a Mac and we call it a day, man. That's what I'm thinking okay i'm checking does rodney hudson have a current injury though do you know about Um, that yeah i didn't look i didn't look too deep into it like that i know he does have a little bit of injury history with his um, shoulder and his ribs um but i mean i I didn't see anything when i was looking last night i kind of did like just a brief brief review on him um i didn't see anything that said he was injured as of right now but no, I like yeah. that. It would be great. He's a little Rodney older, but he's line. a little older. He's like 33 years old. But I'm like, we can just get two years. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. two years. We just need a window Man, we have a window right now where we need a win within the next two, three years anyway. So, yeah. it, of course, it's it's a it's a temporary plan, you know, but still it can work because if we get him man, that would solidify the line. If you're not talking JC Treaders, I mean, he's next in line to say like, hey, you plug him in there and your problem is solved absolutely so you're thinking uh rodney hudson for madison straight up no i well i that would be the ideal for me i think yeah. it's fair you know what i mean that would be ideal but i know it wouldn't happen like that obviously because they mm. they're gonna value him more they're gonna say well hold up a minute like you guys are giving us your second string running back and we're giving you dang there our best offensive lineman we have on the team even though he's up there in age but still like that don't seem fair so i'm sure there's going to be a pick thrown in there so like i said in my video man i don't care how quest makes it happen as long as you don't go crazy giving away no ones (laughs) or twos or nothing like that which we know he ain't crazy like that so you know i i would be comfortable with whatever quest offered to make it happen i would feel good about it i think i think he would make the right move
0: all right no i definitely like that um I've been talking about an Alexander Madison trade for some time now. And I actually put him down as one of my biggest losers this offseason. Uh simply because going into this offseason, the Vikings said that they were not going to give him a contract extension. Whereas a few a couple of years ago, we expected they would eventually he would be our RB one in Minnesota. Um, they did not give him a contract extension this last season. Not a huge surprise. I mean, Kane really stepped up uh on top of this. Drafting Ty Chandler proved that they were looking for the future, uh, the younger guys at running back, which is great thing to do we got to get the young guys at the running back position surprisingly we have five in the backfield currently on our roster yeah. and i do believe that we are specifically keep keeping cj ham for his blocking to try to help out especially garrett bradbury at center uh maybe throw some double teams uh when you play the packers week one against kenny clark or uh when we play yeah. the bears etc throwing a couple double teams on those guys but uh do you have any other winners or losers that you would like to talk about
1: um Man, not really, man. My biggest thing is just please just get, please just get um, Garrett Bradbury out of there, man. If y'all, hey, listen, Vikings organization, if y'all have tapped into my boy Matt Witt's show, man, listen to us. Garrett Bradbury got to go, okay? Just make our day, please. It has to Absolutely. happen. Man. You know, I'm I'm mad. I'm mad JC Treader retired and this, that, and the third. And I was, I, my hopes were high on that, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Italian. the the thing about Garrett Bradbury is he's likely not going to go anywhere because he has guaranteed salary. Uh, but I know. we would much rather see him on the bench than, yeah than on the field uh but that's looking at Garrett Bradbury I mean real right quick now.
1: though real quick though a winner a winner though Matt that I really think before you get on that a winner that I think is going to step up that we haven't talked about yet man is KJ Osborne I think I think oh, KJ yeah. Osborne I oh, going to yeah. take a crazy absolutely. step you know what I mean absolutely like I think he's going to solidify himself and and after this season we're going to be saying okay Adam Thielen um we love you you know what I mean? You're a Minnesota boy. You got plenty of fans here. I got an Adam Thielen jersey behind me. I love Adam Thielen to death, but I think it's that conversation is definitely going to be had at the end of the season. I believe It's going to be like, all right, KJ Osborne, it's your turn. All right, you're you're a wide receiver too. Make it happen, Adam Thielen. You might even move off of the team, or you're not. Your your role is just going to have to, you know, drop down a little bit. It is what it is. So I'm, right. I'm KJ is a winner, man.
0: 2020 draft class to be our starting three receivers if Jalen Reger does step up, uh step up as a
1: slot guy. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I was gonna ask you that too, man. How you feel about Jalen Reger? Like, damn, we ain't even talk about that. That's crazy. Okay. Like this is a, this is one of my biggest
0: winners this offseason was absolutely Jalen Reger to give okay. Jalen Reger trading for Reger and Ross Blacklock. I'm not gonna say the Vikings made a win by trading for them quite yet. Cause we have to see what these guys can do. Two guys who played together at TCU drafted in 2020 uh, in the first and second round, two guys who have been, have gone to, who has not had a successful first two years in the league and now giving them a fresh start could be exactly what they need to build their confidence. Cause the last two years I watched a lot of Jalen Reger with the Eagles and he lacked so much confidence. And this is really what we need to see him do is just get, be on an offense that is willing to give him the ball be on an offense that is willing to put him as a not not see jalen Rager getting overshadowed by justin jefferson is kind of unfair i mean jefferson's a top three top one arguably the best receiver in the league and obviously he's going to get compared to him because he was taken after him if we just compare jalen Rager to other opposing wide receiver fours or other opposing slot wide receivers we could see him have a successful career and this is going to be a great new uh transition for him to be coming to play in minnesota especially playing with one of the best wide receiver tandems in the league. I felt like for the Vikings taking a punt returner and looking at Jalen Reger for a punt returner wasn't the best move. However, he should be an upgrade compared to the guys that we uh, had punt returning in the preseason. Hopefully we can see Jalen Reger get better in special teams as well. I'm definitely a fan of getting Reger and Ross Blacklock just because I like when we take more uh, upside moves for the Vikings and this could uh, benefit us. I was looking at the Adam Thielen contract here and uh, I could pull it up, up here for the Adam Thielen contract. It's looking like he wouldn't actually, uh, oh this is uh, zoomed in a lot but he wouldn't uh leave the team uh for a couple years now because he is guaranteed quite a bit of money so I wouldn't expect to see Thielen traded anytime soon as it wouldn't make any sense financially but in the future we could definitely see those guys uh step up yeah. into that spot
1: yeah and I'm okay with keeping Thielen for I'm I'm okay with Thielen retiring here to be honest with you I will yeah, not be upset absolutely. about it you know absolutely and hey, they Thielen can be out there in a walker, man, out there catching passes, bro. I'm supporting him. That's yep. a fact. We and and the thing is we he's not a like
0: he's not a player we have to move on from, or a player we're rushing to move on from. We might have a lot of young guys who are looking like they could develop into superstars, looking at Osborne, looking at Reger, looking at uh maybe Jalen Naylor. We'll have to wait and see with him. Uh, sure. but looking at these young guys that could develop into stars. But the thing about Adam Thielen, unlike other receivers over the age of 30, we haven't seen any sign of him falling apart yet he's still one of the best yeah, and, I, and I don't think he would
1: go anywhere else man yeah. i think he would call it quits before he would go somewhere else honestly really i do really yeah i, I think i i really do man I, I think he's one of those type of guys where i don't think money's an issue for him like for his family financially mm-hmm. and everything like that um to where i think if they were if we were to be like yo it's either you know we're gonna trade you or or you can make your own decision if you want to retire or not i think he'll call it quits or he'll just take really low a low salary just to stay on the team and help the guys. I can see Adam Thielen is definitely going to be a wide receivers coach for us in the future. Oh, yeah. I can promise you that. I all promise right. you. It's happening. We'll be playing
0: this in 10, 20,
1: I'm telling you, it's years, happening. Five years.
0: We'll be playing that. I could you. definitely see that. I could definitely see That's that. That's wide
1: receiver coach in the league, Adam Thielen. Yeah, you know, all, all the people coming up at, up um, up after me and you, Matt, you know, with the podcasting and, and stuff like that, are going to be talking about, oh, we got the best wide receiver coach, Adam Thielen, who played for us you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about that on Purple Podcast
0: Podcast in 5, 10 years. Yeah. So is there any other winners or losers that you would like to talk about here?
1: No, man, I think we touched on it, man, for the most part. I'm, I'm just super excited, man, for the season to start, man. I'm ready... I'm ready for us to really be able to see who the winners are and who the losers are for real, for real. You know what I mean? Some real football, no training camp, no preseason BS, which I do love the preseason. Don't get me wrong. I love to evaluate the players and see what they can bring. Absolutely. You know, but it's hard. It's hard to measure these guys, though. I I try to say this. It's hard to measure these guys, okay? When they're going, like Ty Chandler, for example, we're high on him. We think he's going to be RB1. But when you're playing against threes and stuff like that, you know, offensive, defensive linemen that don't really know how to fill gaps and linebackers that are still learning, it's hard to judge them because if you throw him in there against the ones, it's not probably won't look the same. You know what I mean? And that's just yeah. the reality of it. So, but, you know, I, the hopes are high, though. I, I think he's a good player. I think there's a couple other players that we drafted, like seen, for example. Um, I watched the All-22 video. I don't know if you mm-hmm. watched those, but so the first game, well, I, let me just touch on this really quick, Matt. So the first game, you know, scene was out there obviously and and after the game i sat back and i'm like yo i didn't see any he didn't do anything all right it just seemed like he didn't do anything yeah it just was quiet and i, I know safety too. yeah and i know safety kind of goes under the radar regardless yeah. like safeties aren't the type of position where you're going to be seeing them just make explosive plays all game but i went back and watched the all 22 video and it didn't convince me okay this guy is intelligent, bro. This guy is about Absolutely. to bring us so much pleasure. I'm telling you, he's going to make everybody else's job easier out on the field, and I can't wait for him to go out there. Now, one thing I can say, all right, when the draft came around, I liked Jalen Petrie. Jalen okay. Petrie was my guy that I was like, listen, we should go after Petrie. And I feel like when we drafted Scene, I'm like, really? We went, we drafted Scene when we could have got Petrie in the, in the second round with our pick? Mm-hmm. Like We could have stayed right where we had and got Petrie. And I watched Petrie play. I mean, Petrie's out there Who's making he with sacks, now? bro. He's with the Texans. Texans. I mean, you can okay. go watch his preseason highlights. Okay. I mean, this guy is out there, tackles for loss, sacking the quarterback. I mean, intercept. I mean, he's oh, doing yeah. it all. You know what I mean? Like he is definitely going to oh, be yeah. who I exactly who I thought he would be. And I'm kind of mad about it, but then I looked at Scene and I'm like, you know, we got a guy too, man. Mm. We got a guy, man. I think I think he's going to be good, man. So I'm excited, man. I, I'm, I'm excited to see Scene ball out week one hopefully he get, I'm, I'm sure he's going to get some pt on week one um yeah. but you know hopefully we see him make an impact man and i think we will for sure okay
0: so you're not going with scene being a starter you still think it's going to be bynum
1: i think bynum's going to start okay i think okay. bynum's going to start the game at least you know start out the game just to you know get the juices flowing and then i'm sure there's going to be plenty packages of you know lewis scene because I, I i don't know if you heard but I think they were also talking about running like that monster package that has three safeties out there and things like that. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what Ed Donatel puts together, man. Mm -hmm. I I think he's going to get creative, you know. That's what I like about him. He's an older coach, but he knows how to be innovative, right? And and that's what Mike Zimmer lacked. Mike Zimmer did not want to do that. That's all Mike Zimmer had to do was be innovative, bro. Listen to some of the younger guys that, you know, the game is changing with the mm-hmm. analytics and everything just listen to some of the younger but he was so stuck in his ways and that's why i like ed donatel man he put his pride to the side and yep. said listen i'm gonna i'm gonna bring what i know to the table and anything that y'all have that y'all want to chip in to be innovative let's hear it and let's do it and, and it's gonna work absolutely
0: absolutely mm-hmm. i love that about ed donatel as well like uh, mike zimmer trying to play anthony barr into coverage on tight ends went uh went south that was bad telling you bro (laughs) why didn't we just
1: rush him bro why didn't we just rush exactly every time we rushed him he made an impact every time absolutely absolutely anything else you would like to touch on uh before we wrap it up no man i think i'm good man really i just want to before we go man i just want to give you a shout out you know what i'm saying for letting me come on the show um doing a show with me man i really appreciate it bro you believe it or not you don't know this because you know, I never really told you, but you're an inspiration. You feel me? You really are inspiration for me to start. Because as you know, I'm I'm new to YouTube, so mm-hmm. I started in February. So honestly, I'm still new to this journey, man. But you know, people like you definitely inspire me to want to keep going, man. And and I always watch your videos, bro. So I'm glad you actually like responded to me and was like, "Yeah, man, you can get on, man.
0: That's fire." You know and I, I, mean? that. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. that, man. Yeah, you keep killing definitely. it with your podcast. Keep killing it with your, yeah, eye. man. Instagram and everything. Make sure you guys check out Purple Pocket Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, wherever else he is on. Thank you for coming on the show.